the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brockler with you here this morning on the George Show, 710 KNUS. It is Tuesday. It's the penultimate day at the in January here at the end of it, uh, 30th of January. I can't believe we're here. 60 degrees today, according to the now accurate, newly printed off, uh, updated pictogram by Billy. 60 degrees, great ball of fire in the sun. Yesterday was beautiful. It makes you a little bit weepy when you're trapped inside, and you look outside and you think, why can't I be out there? Tomorrow, 62. Thursday, 60. And then, uh, you know, less awesome things happen. Friday, there's raindrops. Saturday, there's rain and snow. Sunday, snow. In this order, 52, 38, 37. And then we purportedly start to climb back out of it. I don't know if I believe any of that stuff anymore. But uh, nonetheless, that's where we're at with the weather. Uh, lots going on out there. It is very, it, uh, it's very difficult to uh, keep it all together here. But uh, last night I was stuck. Billy and I were talking off the air about this. Last night I was stuck having to do something I dread, which is legal writing uh, and legal research. I I didn't realize how long it had been since I have really done a lot of legal research. But here's the deal. When you're the district attorney and you have a staff of 225 people, there are a lot of people that you get to rely upon to do things so that you don't have to. One of them is, hey, can you find me the answer to this question? When you're a one-man show, there is nobody to say that to except the dude in the mirror. So when somebody says, hey, we need you to generate this kind of a pleading, it's due on Tuesday. And by the way, I got that assignment over a month ago. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And then last night as I start to do a little bit of research, I'm like, wow, so this is Lexus. You know what I mean? Like, this is the, hmm, it's so interesting. And so I, anyway, I got caught in a couple rabbit holes on research. But at the end of the day, I think I'm at about a 90% solution. And I have uh, the rest to do today. But it allowed me an opportunity to, uh, even after folks went to bed, to sit on the couch and have on the tube. And I needed a little bit of company. That turned out to be a huge distraction because I turned on this movie that I came across on Peacock. And then uh, I didn't totally think free, totally free, totally free, totally, totally free. free. Yeah, I totally that. free. It's in the theaters right now where you can pay. Yeah, it's totally in the cool. theater, yeah. but totally free. And by the way, totally worth it. Weirdly, Billy comes in and he goes, hey, we watched this movie last night. I got to tell you about it. And Billy, it's the it's the holdovers. And what was the movie you were watching last night? The Holdovers. Yes, exactly. At the same time. At the same time. At we're the same this. time. That is really weird. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, loved it. Oh, it's amazing. And if, so for people that are not familiar, uh, it's a Paul Giamatti vehicle. Um, the, oh God, what's the director? Payne. Payne is his last name. P-A-Y-N-E. I don't remember the first name. Major Payne? Uh, maybe. Could be Major no, Payne. Um, could be Superior Payne. I have no idea. Um, so, I, but that's his last name. Giamatti and he had worked together on Sideways about a okay. decade or so ago. And Giamatti, when he got the offer from Payne that he would be interested, jumped at it. And said, I, I don't care, just just to work with you again, just wow. to, and let's see what happens. And 
It is phenomenal. The entire premise is you're in the early 70s, and it is one of those rich kid boarding schools, and it's coming to Christmas break. And the holdovers are the kids that aren't going home for Christmas. And there has to be a teacher that stays there on campus with the kids because you can't just let them run around crazy. So Paul Giamatti's teacher is manipulated into taking yep. that, uh, that, that, this run and watching over the holdovers. And it's a really interesting story about who he is, why he is, and the way he is. And there are two other major characters. It's really a three-character uh, story. And the other one is Giamatti's character is openly disliked by 99% of the students and about 75% of the faculty. Yeah. He is a dislikable candidate. And it's pretty guy. obvious why when you see him within yeah. the first scene or so, like right before the kids are getting yes. ready to go off to break. Yeah. And he's he's whistling as he's dropping off the uh, the grades and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did you see there was one that yes. was an F plus? Yes, F plus. <laughs> I love that. It was an F plus. And he's whistling, dropping these things yes. up, and you can see these boys just totally crushed. Oh yeah, it was, it was so good. Yeah, and and one of them's complaining if I get the, if I fail this class and I'm not going to get into Cornell or whatever, and he's like, so yeah. No, uh, it was uh, the or, kid says he goes. Yeah. I can't get. I can't fail this class. He goes. I'm going to Cornell, and he yeah. goes. Very unlikely. Yes, very <laughs> unlikely. Yes, that's exactly it. Which you're like, that's so perfect. And uh, Paul Giamatti's character is the person who knows they're smarter than everybody else in the room, but also has to prove it uh, by quoting Greek, uh, by talking about philosophers. Yeah. By, I mean, he's a history guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a history guy. But he constantly shows off that he is above everybody else in the conversation and enjoys doing it. But then he starts to reflect on that behavior and what goes on. They also give me really, really interesting uh, thing that it takes a little while. I wish they would um, talk about it earlier in the movie. Uh, he has a problem breaking down a specific chemical that makes him smell like fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's and right. so it makes him smell like fish, and it gets worse during the day. So he also he's a he's somewhat of a cantankerous know-it-all that smells funny. So the idea that he is the perfect villain yeah. for this entire boarding school—he's it. And even the, even the teachers dislike him. Uh, because of the way that he talks. I mean, the the one woman that's nice to him comes over and she brings him, and this is early on, brings him a plate of cookies to his office. And she has a has a towel over it. And she's like, look. She goes, I made Christmas cookies. She goes, well, not for everybody. Here. And she hands him the plate. And he, yeah. and he doesn't even say thank you. He just closes the door. Yeah. He closes the door and doesn't eat them. It, they reoccur later on in the, in the it's movie. It's a great character yeah. for him. Oh, now, the, it's the so good. The setup, and you can hear it in Billy's description, yeah. the setup is a little bit, and I know you're listening, like, yeah. isn't this son of a woman, right? Yes. Like yeah, boarding yeah, yeah. school, it's now Thanksgiving breaks, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the yeah. rich, snobby kid who blah, yep, blah, yep, blah. Yep. And yes, those things are parallels, but it's a very different story. It's a very different journey. The The kid protagonist here is not Chris O'Donnell, right? He's not the always doing right kid, all this other stuff. There's no Al Pacino character. Giamatti's character is anything but that. But it was great. I love that it starts off with something yeah. that is reminiscent from my own childhood of the movies that began. The motif, I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Maybe I'm not using the right word. But you see even on the screen, they build in the pops and the scratches yeah. and the, all this other stuff. And you're yeah, like. That you have in the early 70s. Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're and like, oh, my God. There's and, even a little bit of a hiss in the sound. There's a hiss. Yeah. Right. There's a hiss. Yep, there's a little and bit. And even yeah. the, the initial, maybe throughout the whole thing, coloration yes. has that sort of yep. 
muted tones and, yeah. and not the same clarity and I'm, stuff I'm glad like you that. picked up on that because, yeah, oh, there man. are times in which it's lit and, and there are filters that you're like, yeah. they're doing something yeah. with the filter and the camera, yeah. and it's, it's really cool. It was uh, – oh, and, and Paul Giamatti's great. Graham was like, uh, hey, what are you watching? And I yeah. was trying to tell it to him. I'm like, hey, this was pretty good. Why don't you sit down and watch this with Dad? And he seemed like – he goes, you know what? I think I'm just going to put on my headphones. And I said, this guy right here, Paul Giamatti? And he goes, yeah. I go, his dad was Bart Giamatti, who used to be the commissioner for Major League Baseball. And then Graham goes, really? Really? He was, I'm like, well, I got him for a moment. Nice you know, job. Like, nice job. Was, that was and it. then he's like, but it's not a baseball movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. No baseball in this yeah. one, son. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and this also is like, it, it, it's that relationship between teacher-student, um, reminiscent of Dead Poet Society. Oh, that's true. But, that's but true. the teacher is not the hero. No. That's no. the thing. It's, it is 180 degrees away from this Robin Williams, inspire, break the rules, yeah, right. this. This guy is... I'm going to break you to make sure you follow the rules. I mean, he comes in, and during the time in which it's supposed to be Christmas break, he sets up study periods and exercise. He, he the regulates kids are them. Aghast. Yeah, and they're the like, what? Like, what? And he's like, no, no, of course. You're, and he's like, you're going to get a leap on the next semester. You'll yeah, thank me later. Yeah, you'll, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you a hole. There's so many little things and in the, there. And uh, oh. the lady who's yeah. the, I don't know what her title would be, chef, cook. Oh, yeah, she's like, like she's like the head of the kitchen. Yeah, it, she's like chief lunch lady. It's yeah. not a 90 minute movie. No. It's, uh, so it two gives hours. them an yeah. opportunity to really develop the characters. Now, full admission, I'm 20% away from being done with this. I yeah. could not stay awake because it turns out we have a morning job. Could not stay awake. But when Billy came in, it's like, oh, we watched The Holdovers last night. I'm like, what? Get out. Yeah. Oh, Get out. The timing is crazy. Yeah. And the lunch lady character, she's my favorite. I mean, Paul Giamatti is wonderful. But out of the three main yeah. characters, which are the kid, um, Paul Giamatti's teacher, yeah. and, the, and the head lunch lady, she's my favorite because she – ties the story together emotionally in so many important uh, scenes. There's so many times in which she becomes the glue that yeah. fits these two chaotic people that would never be together. That's right. There. But it's not because she's like, oh, you guys should be friends. She just happens to be yeah. this conduit at times. And her attitude, her perspective oh, oh, yeah. is phenomenal because um, she, her son went to the school, yeah, and and that's a great story. That, oh, it's that's a great there. story. Oh, it's, heart, it's heartbreaking, she, but she's oh my also, gosh, she's, she's got her own cross to bear character oh, does issues. She ever, yeah. but um, she's also the recurring voice, I think, of morality and humanity, maybe yes. because each yes. of these other characters has their <laughs> ability to like really be quite crass and oh, cold and stuff, awful. and she kind of yeah. always seems to bring them back. I mean, every once in a while, she's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. And and I love the fact, and one of the most poignant scenes in the part where it's like, okay, she now has my heart. There's a Christmas party that oh, they go to, yeah, and she's bad. over by the stereo, and the guy that's the janitor shows up at the party. He's sweet on her. He's clearly. so sweet yeah. on her, and yeah. it's so cute to see that, and, then, and you see it early on, and it's a neat relationship. He's sweet on her, and she comes over, and she's like, no, no, I'm in charge of the music. And we come back, and we see her a little bit later, and she's obviously a few more cocktails in, and she's kind of swaying, and she has her back, and she's facing the record player, and she's playing one of the favorite songs of her son. And it's yeah. real poignant. And a guy comes up and is like, oh, can't oh, we have better man. party music? And yeah. she turns around, and she's ready to throw down. Oh, yeah, she's ready She to is go. like, boom, it's go time, baby. Yeah. And, she, and I'm like, wow, it was such a great emotional turn. And it showed how deep her, her loss was. It was that, at that point, I'm like, you're my favorite. 
I love yeah, you. Yeah, she, she it, was, was great. so I, good. I'm anxious to yeah. get through to the end and all that stuff. But yeah. I, so I got to finish it. But it's just Fantastic. weird that we ended up seeing the same thing yeah. at the same time. It's so bizarre. Uh, it is bizarre. Yeah. Uh, the, especially on a Monday. For me, know, it was a probably a reflection that there just wasn't any good sports to watch while I was yeah. doing something. Yep. I usually have that on in the background while I'm trying to think, which hurts, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah and it was my mom's birthday, so she came over. Oh, and that's we did, right. Yeah, we did that's a roast and we did nice things. Yeah, we did a roast. Did she watch the movie with you? Yeah, that was one of the reasons. Did mom like it? Oh, she loved it. She loved it because she is a lifelong educator and she grew up in with some of those kids and knew some of those kids and then went off to college and engaged with many of those kids and some of those teachers and so there are many things that she i mean she has been she's been an english teacher she's been an an assistant principal she's been a high school principal Uh, she has taught uh, in college two things you have a great connection to this because of course you went to mullen for for seven years yeah Yeah, and uh, (laughs) i was on the extended day program for three semesters (laughs) yeah but the other thing that makes it a great period piece that jumped out to me was all the adults are smoking. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a yes. scene where every one of them has yep. got some an ashtray and the yep. lit cigarette. And I'm like, oh, this is the 70s yes. or something. Because you don't see this nearly as much as you get away from it. Like these yeah. days, nobody smokes. Yes. You know? and unless the kids, you're the villain. Yep. Unless you're the villain. And the kids smoking too. And yeah. The kids, right. and the kids are out that's there right. doing cigarettes. And both that and the devil's lettuce, which is yeah, interesting. The ditch weed. Yeah, yeah, the ditch weed. Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's such so a many cool movie. I, yeah. I don't know. Really good movie. Paul Giamatti. I have no idea if this thing ever got nominated for anything. But Oh, the, I hope so. He deserves that, it. That, that dude oh. was all world with this thing. Yeah, and he, I like him anyway. You oh, know? I do too. I mean, he, he's a yeah. smart, smart actor. But this role was kind of perfect for him. Oh, he... He just absorbed himself into. It. He fell into it in a way that <laughs> is just crazy. like osmosis. It, he just the entire time. It just it, he he envelops this in character. I mean, full body. I had heard an interview with him a number of weeks oh, ago. Oh, really? Yeah, talking about this. One of the things is he went to a school like this. Oh, he but, did. Yeah, but he was a day student. His parents had enough coin, but the school was close enough that he got to come home at night. And he said that gave him almost, and he it was an interesting term, he talked about it almost like an archaeological view of the society, of what was going on at the, at the, the, the school, because he was able to come in and come out of it on a daily basis. He wasn't inside the ecosystem 24-7, and he said it gave him a really interesting perspective on it. He also said that, yeah, um, some of the things that he does with the character are teachers that he had. Uh, he said he's heard from former classmates and friends going, oh my God, you're playing Mr. Johnson, or you've got to tell me that's Mr. Smith. And he's like, he said that one of his friends actually brought up a teacher that he had forgotten about. And he's like, oh God. He goes, I didn't even realize that these certain little characteristics that he had added into this character came from that teacher. He's like, my friend was absolutely right that I didn't realize that I was putting this little bit. And, and it was this neat amalgamation of all of these cantankerous, hard-nosed you know, teachers that he'd ran across in boarding school. It's, it is really- I- I, I'm anxious to see the end of it. Uh, oh, obviously, good. it will be disappointed because no sequel. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just not built. It's not. It's a standalone it's not, movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good, um, listen, a couple other things I did want to get through. There's some history stuff here, and of course, yeah. our friend Aaron turned us on to some of it. But uh, here's uh, something that happened today on eight in 1815. So a couple years ago, the Library of Congress, which had burned down, uh, was reestablished with a library, a personal library by Thomas Jefferson, who had 6,500 books. It's kind of crazy that he he's the father wow. of the modern, you know, United States 
Library of Congress, just based on his own personal collection. Uh, 30, in 33, von Hindenburg appointed a guy as Reich Chancellor of Germany. His name was Adolf Hitler. And then six years later, on the same day, in uh, front of a in front of the German Reichstag, their parliament uh, in a speech, Adolf Hitler threatened Jews, and uh, we know what happens there. In 1948, a big peace guy named Mahatma Gandhi was assassinated uh, in New Delhi. Uh, 1965, Winston Churchill, at the time, the largest in the world ever state funeral for uh, Winston Churchill, 20 years after he was uh, one of the architects of the demise of the Nazi empire there in Europe and the end of World War II. And then also on this day in 1972, Billy, I don't know if you've got the little song because you're the music dude. Oh, yep. perfect. Well, we can't play it down the stream. So stream guys and ladies. Sorry, guys. And, sorry, what you're don't listening get any to, if you can't hear this, is... U2, Sunday Bloody Sunday, 27 unarmed civilians are shot, 14 are killed by the British Army in Derry, Northern Ireland during some kind of a civil rights march that turned ugly. Highest death toll from a single shooting incident during what those in England and Ireland call the Troubles. God, yeah, <laughs> Which is the Troubles. It's a very yeah. English description for what took place. It's the Troubles, you <laughs> now, know. Originally, this was going to be a one-sided song by oh, really? Bono. And then he said, no, no, that's not fair because both sides are, are doing atrocities. Both sides are doing things that we don't agree with. So it changed the tone of this. Huh. And, and that's why if you go back to the Sunday Bloody Sunday video, he starts off and yells, this is not a rebel song. And he does that often to kind of tell the audience, listen, I'm not taking a side. I'm telling that both sides are doing awful things. In fact, there is another very, very, very famous song. Let me find it here. That also deals with it's lesser known, but is also about the conflict between uh, the IRA and English. And it's this huh. one. Hang on. Where is it? Here comes. This is Cranberries, dude. Hey, nicely done. Oh, yeah. No, I am so impressed with you. Look at the big brain on George. Well, it's not that big, but the couple <laughs> facts that are in there are readily available. I am so impressed <laughs> with you. So this is Cranberry's Zombie. This is Dol- Dolores O'Riordan, who is an Irish singer, yeah. doing the same thing. She's talking about the conflict. But She's does talking she do about the it. two sides thing yeah. that you talked about with yeah. Yep. She's talking about the fact that what you're doing and what you're doing to the kids and the families on both sides is awful. Yeah. Yeah. This is about it. Yeah. This I listen to the song a bunch. Yeah. This one but again, nobody knows the context. Yeah. But this is actually the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to the words now that you say it, as I'm thinking over the lyrics in my head, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I can see how it yeah. fits in there. This is their inspiration. Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. impressive. A um, yeah. couple other things here. Charles Wan, I think they called him the Chuck, King of Great Britain and Ireland way back in the uh, early mid 1600s. Turns out um, he was deposed, not uh, voted out of office, but just straight up executed in yeah. in, Eng- in London. So that that's what they did back then. Yes, it is. Uh, Barbara Tookman, I think Guns of August is her. I've read a bunch of stuff from her, one of the four most popular historians in the U.S. Two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, was born on this day in uh, 1912. I like this one. I should have told you, Billy, yeah, to, yeah. to cue up the William Tell Overture because oh, in 1933... The fictional character, the Lone Ranger, was introduced on radio station WXYZ 
in Detroit, Michigan, home oh, of the didn't-quite-win-the-NFC-champion <laughs> Detroit Lions. Our, sorry to our friend Ryan Schilling across was, the street. That was a really good radio play, too, back in the day. I have, I have Oh, old, such good stuff. I, I have old copies of that on cassette tape. For instance, nobody has a cassette player, but it sits in the, it sits in the, the crawl space because I can't part with them. I can't, I can't bring myself emotionally to part with them. Because wow. Lone Ranger, well, I know I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a borderline hoarder. Certain things, yeah. I absolutely am. And my wife has to remind me of that. Um, and that was the Lone Ranger really was one of the first superheroes that I fell in love with that whole thing. I had I had the dolls. I had the comic books. I had. Yeah. I mean, I had my own little uh, holster. I had a mask. I had a white hat. Yeah, I was a little dork. And that was one of the ones that was really important to me. And, and so I, I, uh, I sort of wish we had that beginning yeah. queued up because and for folks that don't know it by the William Tell Overture that. But Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's wonderful. A speeding horse, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver. The Lone Ranger. With his trusty sidekick, Tonto. Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. Back when we were still able to stereotype the Native Americans, although Tonto played a pretty critical role. He really did. He really did. And we have to understand that we, you know, I always look back at. Uh, when Hollywood tried to redo it, and they brought in Johnny Depp or not? Uh, yep, Johnny Depp. Depp is, yeah, you nailed it. Tonto. And uh, Harmy that, Am- oh, uh, God, Harmy Harmy Ammer. Yeah. Harmy. That was Army Hammer. Yeah. Good lord, that was awful. That was horrible. It had potential. Yes, right. Like it had it potential. It did have potential. It was like the idea you're hearing, like Will Smith is doing a story based on the TV show Wild Wild West. Oh. Uh, have we told you about the giant robotic spider? Wait, what? No. Ah, oh, damn it. This is going to suck. But, but you can't well, crap. You can't stick a couple more feathers in uh, Cap- in Captain Jack Sparrow and yeah. call him Tonto. That's you true. You've got to come up with something different. Yeah, something different. He, but uh, that was before he started you yeah. know, his struggles with his, yep, his now exactly. ex-wife. But yeah. nonetheless, it was a, an effort yes, there. But the was. black and white movie, and I can't remember the name of the oh, dude yeah. that did it. I mean, I can't either. Silver, yeah. I remember having the, as a kid, the incredibly plastic and stiff, um, you know, holster, the yes. black holster oh, with yeah, the silver yep. little plastic cap gun yep. thing and the fake yeah. little bullets that slid in there, which now today would come with not only a warning, yes. but you would have to get some sort of parental consent oh, to, to buy plastic <laughs> <Yes>. guns <laughs> that looked Oh yeah, non non neon oh, green or something. I, I have one that um, I'd have better luck changing my yeah. gender than getting <laughs> one of those guns. It's, it's funny that you say that because I have a it's an old cap gun and it is the you know the the paper circular you know things rolls that you would put into the yes. gun. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The paper would come out the top. Yep, it's one yeah. of those. Um, but it looks damn real. Oh, really? I mean, it is. If I would place it on a table next to other legit firearms. Really? It would take you at least four or five minutes to figure out, without getting close, if you were at least two feet, about a foot away, you know, 12, you know, 12 inches, 12, 16 inches, without examining it, you would absolutely think this is a real gun. And, and my kids are like, and I'm like, no, no, this is what happened back in the day. And, like, and they were like, well, how come you were allowed to? I'm like, oh, I Yeah, I know. Yeah. And we the little red tape thing that would time. come out of the top oh, as yeah, you the, shot the thing. And the little yeah. ca- oh, and that man. smell. That Wonderful. That yeah, smell. the yeah. gunpowder smell. Yeah. Whatever happened. Sometimes I, I look at the toys today and I'm like, damn, where was that? Well, like the Star Wars oh, guns. God, right? Yeah. Like the kids that. And the lightsabers. Know, kid, the oh, lightsabers. Where was all that stuff? Yeah. But in other ways, I'm like. I think we had some cooler stuff in some. Oh yeah, there were some things and, and yeah. more indestructible. Yes, and and we also some of our toys, while being a little bit more dangerous, also taught you lessons. I mean, <laughs> all of us had one of our friends that either had that chemistry or fire burning set. Oh yeah, and oh, some of us have a scar. wood burning. Yep, we yes. had the wood burning. Yeah, the yep. wood burning, and, and and we have scars. So I mean, there were things like that that you kind of learned, and uh, yeah, there were times in which 
there were certain mistakes that you were allowed to make uh, with some there of your was toys. One we, I got one year. It was uh, when Evil Knievel was in his heyday. Oh, yeah. And you had this, uh, you could put him, the figure, on the motorcycle. And you put the yep. motorcycle in this red device. I don't know how to describe it, with a, a little now, hand crank the on first the side. One was, the first one was white. The second one was red. So you've got the Model 2. I must have the red. Yeah, because yeah, I remember two. it being red. Yep. And you would, like, hand crank this thing. And it goes. Yep. And then pew, it would shoot off across. And if you did it yeah. aimed towards the stairs, you could get air like nobody's business. I mean, oh, you yeah. could maim a person if they were coming up <laughs> yes. the stairs. I loved it. The thing had heft to it. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it could cause real damage to drywall. Those were yep. back in the days. And then the third round was when they gave him his chopper. And oh, the, I and that was the oh, yeah, the, I didn't on. have the chopper. I had, I, had the, I had the original and then another one. And then um, my wife, though, uh, she was on the e- Evil Knievel. But in order to broaden into the female market. Do you remember the female one that they came out that was a companion to Evil Knievel? Madonna? No. No, who uh, was it? No. Dairy Daring. Dairy Daring. Why yes. do you know that? that I is, don't know why I know that. Thing. Again, there's, there are simple things that would help me navigate through life normally. I stuck in the little crevices I know, in your I just, I, But in here, it, there are certain files I can't delete. That I don't. It, it, people can't hear it, but it sounds like... Yeah. The building is getting a cavity filled. <laughs> yes, it's just that same kind yeah. of vibration. Like, Someone, no, as if someone's breaking into a vault somewhere. <laughs> that's in the building. right, somewhere. <laughs> yes. Someone texted in Clayton Moore. That's right. Was the original oh, right. TV series Lone Ranger. Oh, thank you so much. He is a second thank cousin you. to the Texter's dad. That's so super cool. That awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, I had the I had the Lone Ranger figures. I had Tonto and Lone Ranger, and I had the silver horse, and which you know, it's just back in the day, it was just a, a horse that was in one position, and they just kind of had to pretend. The the problem was the. The actual figure for Lone Ranger was super cool, and it had a rubber mask that you take yes, on and did. off. I yeah. had that. Yep. Yep. And except because you take the mask on and off, eventually it goes snap. Yep. And then you don't have. And then you have more. no more Lone Ranger. There's a white hat, a great yes. rubber white hat. Yep. There's rubber the gun that comes yeah. out, the holster. Yep. It was pretty awesome. It was incredible. There was um, a plastic kind of hollowed plastic horse. Yeah. Uh, silver that you yep. could get. I had that. Um, yeah. Man, I remember all those things. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know where all those awesome toys went. I don't know. Legos either. back then, not nearly as awesome as they are now. I don't know. No, what not did. even close. But part of it is because, and I always felt this, uh, my, my friends and I, we would build and try to create other things with our Legos. And I had one friend that was some sort of a weird mad scientist architect named Jeff, and yeah. he was phenomenal. <laughs> he was, I mean, what he Jeff could, the oh, mad scientist. He was incredible what he could create and what he could see in his mind. I was I was more or less the assistant that, hey, what about this, and, and, and helping with the pieces and assembly. Uh, he was the vision guy on this one, and I learned a lot from him. But he, we were always mad because when Lego wanted to make something new, they could. They could just print a new piece. And we're sitting there going, I need something that does X, Y, and Z, and we can't make it. We can't have that happen. So, yeah, we, we made things like, oh, gosh, we were doing um, – that's how much of a nerds we were. We were making Lego hydrofoils. What? Yeah. Hydrofoils. We, we were always doing – I don't yeah. know why. Maybe it was the Lone Ranger thing. We yeah. were always doing guns, some oh, version really? of okay. guns, you know, and yeah. maybe you'd have the two handles, you yeah. know, coming up there, and you could have a whole stack of the yeah. uh, the eight-piecers or whatever, yeah. the eight knobs, and stick them in there as your own magazine. Oh, wow. uh, you yeah, know, see, for us, we it was doing, always guns. I don't we know did, why. We did hydrofoils. We did spaceships. Uh, planes. The one that was really fun is we tried to replicate cars with, and but in the re- in the regular minifig size, and we were able to do uh, Porsches, Saabs, wow, that, Ferraris, that's a pure alley. yeah. And so that was no Lego that snakes. No, they're not as fun. No man. such thing. No, really? not a no. No. Have yeah. you seen the little snake looking uh, Rubik's cube thing that rolls up into a ball, but you can undo it? Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, am. I yeah, guess yeah, that's not yeah. that exciting. Well, no, I had that when I was a kid. One of those. Things. I had it. Yeah. In fact, the kids. 
um, had one. I don't know where someone got it as a party favor for some damn yeah. thing, and I was the one that turned it from the straight line into the little ball, and they were like, yeah. looked at me like. What? Yeah, exactly. Like dad? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got a couple skills yep. <laughs> that I keep in my back pocket for moments that, just like this. Uh, that's like when, um, okay, this is a, a Mario Kart, Mario Kart. I played a lot of Mario Kart. I'm really good at driving games. Um, backstage at a, a pre-concert one time, and one of the activities we're doing is we're playing with the band, and we're playing Mario Kart. And everybody else that's there, there's like, you know, seven of us in, in addition to the band. And we're hanging out, and we're kind of having this Mario Kart race, and, and I don't get in it. And finally, one of my kids that's with me is like, no, no, Dad, just go race. Okay, fine. And so get in there, and I zoom around, and then the, uh, uh, one of the band members goes, wait, who's this person? I'm like, oh, that, that, that was me afterwards. And they're like, dude. And they bring it up, and I had gotten the number two high score. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> on that. And they're like, we have been playing Dad? this for like three years. Yeah. And, and this is the band going, we take this everywhere, and you're like, you're really good at this. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like discovering your dad's a spy or a superhero. <laughs> it like, is. What? Yeah, and my kids were so impressed. They were like, dude, you like crushed it. And, and then the band, the band remembered it so much that when they were in Seattle and met my sister-in-law, they said, your brother-in-law is really good at Mario Kart. That, that's yeah. the thing they told her. And she goes, did you play? And she calls me. And I'm like, yeah. That's go, the badge they of told honor me. right there. <laughs> yeah, they told me they remembered that. Now yeah. Billy's got some of the <laughs> some of the best degrees you can get yeah. from elite institutions. <laughs> yes. Billy's quite no. a suck. No, Billy's no. awesome yes. at Mario yes. Kart. Oh, I kill except for Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road can suck it. Yeah, I don't see. I don't know uh, that one. I know the kids know uh, all the Mario Karts no. up to Mario Kart 800 or uh, whatever it is. Hate Rainbow Road. The rest of them are good. The rest of them I can go. Yeah, I'll go toe to toe with you on the rest of them. Is Rainbow Road Rainbow just Road. too tough? Or? Uh, the rainbow, I don't like the physics on Rainbow Road, and it's meant to be very tough, and that's why. The physics are really complicated, and huh. it's, it's a lot more slippery, and the angles are harder, and it just, it, I need to warm up. I need a few, you give me a few runs on Rainbow Road, and then I'm good to go, but I, yeah, I hate it. Kids it, love, I, I don't know that one. The Rainbow yeah. Road, not an LGBTQ version, not yeah, a no. No homage to yeah. them. They've dipped back into, I don't know why. Minecraft. I thought they oh, yeah. had left Minecraft for yeah. my son. Wrapped up Red so Dead weird. Redemption Two. Loved it. Um, but this uh, this thing he's trying to tell me. He's like, Dad, you don't get how big gaming is. He oh, goes, yes, uh, yes. like, what do you think the biggest grossing movie of the year is? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. And I said something. And he's like, yeah. this video game, like Red Dead Redemption Two, or what was it? Um, um, Grand Theft Auto, GTA oh, yeah. Five, GTA. or whatever, yep. has made like I can't remember. I want to say like a billion or yeah. more dollars oh, or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm like, what? Wait, what? A video game? He's like, it is a much bigger deal yeah. than Hollywood. It I'm like, huge. are you kidding me? Yeah, it is enormous. Yeah, and I'm cut out of it because I yeah. can't make the stupid controller work. <laughs> and and part of it is because the the technology is so good, but many times they're getting. Hollywood quality actors and actresses to voice. Oh, you can and, hear some of the big stars. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And some of them are really, really good. And and the dialogue is fantastic. And Red Dead Red Dead Redemption is fantastic. That is a really good game. And He's trying to do very, very one deep. now. Oh, really? That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I done I got about halfway through that one, the first one. Um the it is so big because, you know, it's so interactive. And it's also if you figure it that you know, basically, our generation were the ones that really started hardcore gaming as far as getting into the, you know, Atari ColecoVision and yeah. being and putting the quarters up on the machine inside the, you know, inside the, uh, you know, game places. And so I think that now we're getting to an era where it is so ubiquitous uh, that it has to be something large there. I mean, they have um, Overwatch uh, teams. They have Overwatch competitions where there are there are professionally sponsored gaming teams I I, I that compete it. in a league. Do they have and an they play over Overwatch. 50 league? 
No. You know what I mean? Like they do for some things. You know, that's on a side note. I think soon in all the retirement communities, you're going to have these gaming leagues. They're going to pop up. I really think so. Because you remember when the Wii U came out? They're like, oh, the old people are bowling. Isn't this cute? I got Wii U. Yeah. Oh, I did too. Loved it. Yeah. And then, but Wii, Wii, Wii Resort Sports was our go-to for the kids. Like it was, if you wanted to take on a competition. the, the, I wish, I wish the Wii U, I wish it would stick around because there were certain things based on that control and the interaction that made it different and better, in my opinion, than anything else in gaming. And the biggest example that I always give people, and once they see it, they go, oh, crap, you're right. Uh, And the issue being, it's a game called Pro Evolution Soccer on Wii U. And what you had the ability to do for the first time ever in my life in a video game, I could control two people on the screen at the same time. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Imagine if in Madden... You have the ability, as the quarterback is dropping back, to alter one of the roots of your wide receiver. Wow, that's cool. What happens? What happens if you, you could were, do that on Wii U? We could do it on Wii U in Pro Evolution Soccer. Huh. And that's why I say it's wonderful because what could happen is in one hand you had your joystick. And so you're, blah, 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 you know, with the player going down the field. Now with your pointer, you could point at the screen, you can highlight a player, and then you can drag and tell them where to go. So it was unbelievable wow. as far as what you had the ability to do. Because, again, transfer that into basketball. Transfer that into football. Transfer that into any yeah. other of those kind of sports games. That is, that's next level. Yeah, the idea that you awesome have stuff. the ability on the fly to create that different movement of a character on the screen. And because sometimes when you're playing sports games, people will know this. The AI is frustrating. It's not helpful to you all the times. That sometimes you're like, Why, why'd you run that way? I didn't. I would not have wanted you to run that way. And so that's the thing that the Wii U allowed you to do, and now it's gone. So yeah, it's, it makes me sad. Yeah, I'm still right here. Uh, I still, right miss, here the my old, I still miss the old Coleco and the little, you know, the Coleco ones vision. that fit in your hand. Yeah. And we'd go on the road trips, and there was very limited animation, like it was a light moving along yes. a specific path, like boop boop boop. Yeah, boop, boop, that boop, football, boop. that touchdown, the uh, tech, the original Tecmo Bowl. Tecmo Bowl <laughs> was also good. Got yeah. the uh, yeah. I just there's so much. Uh, now I'm starting to get uh, sentimental for however many years ago this all this stuff was 40 plus years ago. Yeah, and I'm wondering, man, did the kids today are they going to look back on this with that same sense of I don't know I don't know what I their think thing's going to be yeah I don't know what the thing will be but I think they will they're going to be things. Graham was in the car asking me the other day he says um dad how did you know to have us listen to like ACDC and Journey and you know all yeah, these yeah. other and I'm like I don't know that I knew to do it. I just knew that I liked that music, and you guys were trapped in the car, and we did. He goes, I, I wonder. He goes, what what music am I going to be playing for my kids? Like Dua Lipa? I'm like, <laughs> I don't. That's a great question because yeah. I she does, I like Dua Lipa. I'm a big fan, uh, but that doesn't strike me as timeless music. It's yeah. I don't know how to describe I don't know. it. Dua Lipa's really good. She's I mean, very she's, very good. I'm really, a big really fan, yeah. and I'm looking forward to seeing her in Argyle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although the kids, I can't get them excited to want to go see that movie. But it yeah, looks that, good to me. It, it seems fun. I, I'm, I'm yeah, fun. To see exactly. It, it fun. seems very, very fun. Although I feel like I've seen that movie a few times. I mean, it seems like that's that storyline has been done a few times already. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, kind of a spike you know, there as a yeah. Hollywood. They yeah. can't seem to figure out a lot of new stuff. Yeah. But it is nice. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah, the the music thing that was interesting. So you played a lot of the ACDC and Journey and stuff for the kids when they were younger. I had the, a little oh, bit of Van a, Halen, the wow. rock stuff, even some Rolling Stone. I wow. didn't get them quite into like CCR. And I wish I yeah. had done that a little more Doobie Brothers or yeah. something, but I, I didn't really. Wow. See, I I did. I went a little bit differently. I we played oddly enough because 
growing up in our house, um, classical music was the theme song in my house. That was my wow. dad's fa- That was my dad's favorite that's music. That's why you guys are so smart. So, well, that's, um, I don't know about smart. That's, I mean, that's, but the, uh, uh, we played a lot of classical music, and so my kids have an appreciation for it. And they, they can't pick out necessarily composers and pieces, but they know it, and, they, and they're like, okay, and they, they appreciate and they recognize the songs. We played a lot of that. And then there was just a lot of, it was other, we, played, we found some kids' music. We played some softer stuff. There was some Dave Matthews we did a lot of, because that's a little oh, softer. Oh, wow. Um, Although yeah. Dave Matthews isn't that old. That's no, not ACDC no. journey. No, it isn't. Um, but I didn't necessarily, and this is the interesting part, I didn't throw a lot of the ACDC journey. I played yeah, yeah. some. Um, I did some Billy Joel with them. Billy things. Joel, of course, yeah. yep. The kids yep. all love Billy Joel. Because, again, I didn't want things that were necessarily, t- I, I didn't want to try to influence them. And, and I, what I was afraid of I absolutely is, did. well, what I was afraid of is I was going to hand them this, bi- this pile of, of music, and then they would reject it. And oh. so I was mm. like, I'm not going to force you to listen to what I like. I'm going to try to find stuff that I think is appreciate, you know, at least good uh, as a whole. So um, what the weird part is, is that to a T, all of my kids then later discovered the music that I love. Okay. I don't and know how you did that. That's I have no idea. And my, my daughters talk about it all the time and say it was really weird when they started to discover things, like, especially the grunge era and especially the Van Halen, yeah. earlier rock, but especially grunge. I would walk in and I would say, oh. That's this song from this album. It's track number this. And they go, Yeah, the track what? number thing is eerie. Oh, it is eerie. And, but they would sit there and go, how do you? And then I would sit there and just, you know me and music yeah, knowledge. Right. I would just start spooling stuff off. Yeah. And then I would say, oh, if you like this, like this. If you like this, listen to this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And I have been able to open up it, You're kind of yeah. like a wine sommelier with the music. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. What are yeah. we? What are we pairing here? Yeah, exactly. Ah, the, with the vegan, the vegan the one, steak. You the can one have that this. I just, I just took my uh, my my daughter Katie down the road. Is um, this is a couple of weeks ago? We went and I showed her the finest point, finer points of Violent Femmes and how oh, deep the catalog that's is. Going back. Yeah, much better than just added up. There's some other stuff there that's good. And the other one is Public Image Limited. Which yeah. is which is the band that Johnny Rotten formed right after he left Sex Pistols, and they have some really int- and so I talked about what you know what yeah, PIL was just and at a how different level yeah and I'm so, looking for the yeah. box wine and you're trying <laughs> yeah. to figure out what year this Pinot yeah. was made exactly like, well, she and she and I played for her Happy in Seattle and she's like and so she goes and she adds it to her driving playlist the Spotify playlist plays all the time so oh, that's when I know smart. that I've hit something she's like okay good I yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't take that approach I kind of yeah. wish I'd had I. Uh, also, though, have tried to introduce the kids to movies. Some have been huge yeah. hits. But the ones that break my heart are like uh, Trey. Is, he's like, I just don't find Will Ferrell funny. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yes. What? I'm like, Anchorman. And he's like, yeah. eh, we tried to watch Anchorman mm-hmm. together. Even, you know what doesn't spend well is Adam Sandler movies. That's oh, just a time yeah. in place. I mean, the, a place in time. It didn't work. We tried to do one. Billy Madison because oh, really? it was okay. golf. and Yeah. There was a couple scenes in there. Like, I still love that. I eat pieces of like you yes. for breakfast. And he's yes. like, you eat pieces. Of... Yeah. yeah that like, part yeah. was a little funny. But the rest of it, I was like, I found this so much more amusing, you know, 25 years ago yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, those don't. No, Graham's kind of courtesy laughing, but it's just not his thing. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? The ones that do age pretty well, but you have to be, you have to convince them because yeah. of the presentation. Monty Python. Okay, they I'll do, have to do really well. Python. Yeah, but again, it, it depends. On, again, I'm, I'm a little weird, my, and my kids kind no. of have my weird. Yeah, I know no. my weird sense of humor and sensibility. So that kind of play on a play on words and kind of the things that they do, they find rather hilarious. So that has been one that that really has resonated well. And 
um, and they loved Holy Grail. Life of Brian was a revelation. They were and they sat there and like Life I mean, of Brian's right. Yeah, Holy they're, Grail. They're, and now yeah, for something completely different. Yes. Also little vignettes. Yep. Love yeah. that one. Yeah. It was it was really um cool. the Holy Grail kind of can stand on its own. Oh yeah, it can. The fact that it ends the way it does yes. is just so ridiculous. It's you so, know what just I mean? Absolutely <laughs> stupid. It's just and you sit here and you're going, Why is it? And then you go how could an other? I mean, what what else could you possibly do? It was yeah. like being trapped inside a play being done in yes. one floor of the cuckoo's nest, but you don't know it. Do you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, it yes. ends with the cops. I, I feel like I'm trying to keep people from oh, yeah. knowing the ending. But that movie's been around for fifty friggin' years. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's, yeah, where like, the cops <laughs> show up and start crapping these yes. dudes up as they're on their quest. Yes. And, uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll try to expose them to yeah. that too a little bit That's more because it's uh, it's funny. There's a little bit of slapstick, but it's also very English humor. Yeah, I don't know. Is. We'll figure it out. And I mean the French taunter and little things and the thing about the the witch. You know, yeah, oh, like, yeah. She turned me into a newt. I got better. Yeah. <laughs> just little things like that. And, and the the monster, you know, where they yes. have to do the holy hand grenade yes. and the whole thing, and it's like it's a little rabbit. Yes, you yeah. know. I, anyway, yeah. I, maybe I will what have to show. What is your favorite the... color? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Red. Nope. Ah. Ah. Um, so good. Yeah. And, and the guy. Some, some call me Tim. <laughs> yes. It's a flesh wound. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, that is one of the best. Listen, ever. we're now that we've gone yeah, we full circle. This, I don't yeah. know how we started with. We did start with a movie and ended with a movie. So yeah. there you go. So there we, we started go. with Paul Giamatti and The Holdovers. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, it's on Peacock, streaming for free. Well worth the effort, in my opinion. It's not an action movie. It's not really a comedy. It's just it's a great movie. Get a chance to watch it. Hey, we're going to cut away for a break. Come back. Billy's going to frantically try to figure out how to make things fit. We're going to do the Thorpe Report, and you choose the news in just a moment. Stick around. It's George Brockler, 710 KNUS. George Show 710 KNUS. It's time for the good stuff. Well, not the best stuff, but the good stuff with the Thorpe Report. Ah, uh, yes. Good morning, sir. And we are proudly sponsored by Layer Fireplace and Patio here on the Thorpe Report. Yeah. Luckily enough that, you know, it's cold outside. You can go to Layer Fireplace and Patio, and they're going to make sure that you've got all the things inside. They have wonderful deals on some fireplaces right now. They also have some fantastic rebates that are available for when we get into the spring for barbecues and other things to make your outside space wonderful. Yes, the time to buy the barbecue. Barbecue, the time you buy the mm. convertible is during the That's winter. A good idea. Yeah, you can get an absolutely screaming deal right now. So go see Layer, Layer Fireplace and Patio. Um, yeah, some of the best names out there you're going to find and be able to browse them and save thousands of dollars. So check it out. Um, after a week of 60 plus degree temperatures, major storm could bring heavy snow and rain to eastern Colorado this weekend. Although. It's the weather, so they really don't know it's Monday, and they have no idea what they're doing. Um, but I do appreciate that inside of the uh, report that I pulled this from, they say, many questions still linger. Yes, they do. <laughs> like, do you know what you're doing? No, basically, they're just admitting we have no idea how bad the storm is going to be or if it's going to be a bad storm at all. So it's kind of nice. So we'll see what happens over the weekend. Could have a change in the weather. A 7-6 to six vote of the Denver City Council yesterday narrowly approved an ordinance that will now ban homeless encampment suites when temperatures dip below freezing. But mm. hold, not all the time. Uh, according to Denver's Department of Health and Environment, uh, they can sweep encampments, even if it's below 32 degrees, if there is a condition that would cause greater imminent peril to the health, safety of any person, or a threat to health posed to exposure than existing weather conditions. Basically saying, if you have stuff like a lot of feces and rats, they still can go through and clean mm. out. Well, so, as that long as there's fair. a standard. Exactly. Yeah, standards. That's what we're all about. Uh, or not here, though. But uh, Ray Police Chief Jeff Wood has been placed on paid administrative leave amid investigation into rapes that allegedly happened at his home during a party. But 
The chief was not involved. He was asleep at the time. In a press release, the Colorado Bureau of Investigation yeah, announced an investigation into the alleged sexual assault of a juvenile at his home on May 14th of last did, year. Did you hear the stuff surrounding this where there was like a front page story of the yeah. local Ray paper and uh, they all got stolen? Yeah, they all got stolen. Yeah, dude went around and took all of them. Yeah. Not, not the police chief. No, no, not else. the police yeah. chief. I know, just went around and took all of them. It's just... This is interesting. Small town politics are interesting. Yeah. A uh, school bus driver admitted yesterday that he physically abused 11 special needs students. What the heck? He pled, he, plead, he pled guilty on his pleading. Pleading guilty to seven felony counts and four misdemeanors. Just sounds weird. Never read it though. And, uh, Tyler Zanella is now a hated man. Uh, he has going to see 153 other counts dismissed, which I'm super not happy Jeez. about. Uh, judge will accept the pleas, hopefully, and impose maximum sentence. But even then, it's going to be about 14 years in prison. will be the sentence. But, you know, how that's going to work How out. did they catch this dude on video or something? Yeah, I mean, it was on oh video. And then they went Lord. back. And, and the real thing that, that really ugh, is all the victims he, w- he was abusing had yeah. autism. Some of them oh, nonverbal. for the love so of God, man. He was, he was put on a bus to yeah. transport the special yeah. needs kids. And then because they couldn't speak out, he abused them. Oh, man. I mean, I'm sorry. It, he, me, and Allie. He's not looking out of that Look, alley. The, candidly, in prison, a dude like that probably won't do well. No, um, taking a taking advantage yeah. of yeah. the uh, the most sensitive yes. and yeah. most vulnerable. And, That's not a good thing. And I will have absolutely no remorse about no, anything that happens to him. Not at all. Uh, Colorado mother is suspected of killing her two children. Appeared in court in London yesterday. First step in the lengthy process to have her extradited to the United States. I'm just curious about how she made it to London. She took off overseas after a nine-year-old daughter and seven-year-old son were found dead in her home December 19th in Colorado Springs. She's now facing uh, counts of first-degree murder and attempted murder. How'd she leave? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, traffic, traffic fatalities in Colorado have dropped in 2023. However, we seem to hit more of the walkie people. Um, Colorado Department of Transportation said statewide we have 716 traffic deaths. That's about a 6% decrease. However, we did run over 133 people um, in Colorado. Oh my God. That's a 16% increase. <laughs> so while we are not bouncing our cars off each other, we seem to be running over the pedestrians. So I'm just saying keep a, keep a look at um, I'm sure everybody's worried about this. Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold uh, highlighted her priorities. Uh, she's worried about artificial intelligence, transparency, enforcement, expanding uh, voter access on tribal lands, and uh, later running for governor. No, wait. I'm sorry. I made, I made <laughs> a bad at that last one. That yeah. may have been a personal commentary. Phil. I apologize. All righty. That's it, sir. Back to you. Listen, let's cut away for a break. That is the good stuff, but not the best stuff. The best stuff is yet to come. It's called You Choose the News. Stick around for George Brockler 710 KNUS. If it seems fast to you, it seems fast to us, too, but it's all for a good cause. It's called the Thorpe Report. I'm sorry. Jeez, if, if I do that one more, I think I've done it four days in a row. So. You choose the news. I'm going to get a tattoo. You should, too, Billy. <laughs> oh, yes, sir, but only if I can pick where it goes. All righty. <laughs> Down south. <laughs> yes. It is that time of the morning where we play everybody's favorite fake radio news game show. You choose the news. We have scoured the interwebs for mere moments this morning to find really dumb stories about us humans. Stupid things we do to give them even more ridiculous headlines to play this fake radio news game because I keep getting paid for it. But, uh, oh, well, I know. We're confused, too. Alrighty, sir. Here we go. Headline number one. Maybe wait until graduation. Headline number two. Finally, the equality women have been fighting for. Headline number three. A possible fix for the stupid. And headline number four. Your EV is hungry. Your choice. I could use this, a possible fix for the stupid. Yes, a possible fix for the stupid. We are traveling to Seoul, South Korea for this one, sir. A health warning has been issued from South Korea's food ministry because they have to tell people not to eat fried toothpicks. Yes, 
There is a viral TikTok challenge where people are frying up toothpicks and then eating them. And, of course, we have to be told, don't put the stupid things in your mouth, you idiot. Um, Yeah. Now, the issue is in South Korea, it is a little bit more understandable than it would be here. They do have some special toothpicks that are made from sweet potato or cornstarch. Okay. Um, So they're environmentally friendly, biodegradable, but they're not necessarily for edible they're not oh. consumable so that oh the, but people don't know that no the, people don't care because you know what happens now is if you see somebody do it on video you have to do it too it's the new rule did uh, you know that <laughs> it's a, i've heard i guess that's the new thing it's not hey yes. if all your friends jumped off no. a bridge would you it's yeah. if your friends did something stupid on yes. youtube would you yes. and the answer is yes probably uh, yeah. in fact probably if, already did if it. it's on tiktok you have to do it faster it's like a, it's a law i think they passed one so alright next question or next uh, headline maybe wait until graduation finally the equality women have been fighting for or your ev is uh women Equality. Yes, finally, the equality women have been fighting for. We are traveling to Japan today for the wonderful festival of Hakara Matsuri. I'm sorry? Yes, Hakara Matsuri. It's in Inzawa. Uh, basically, for over 1,200 years, they've had this festival where a bunch of guys get together, uh, strip down mostly naked, and then do some sort of a weird game. And now the women will be allowed this to join. Yay! Yes, women are going to be allowed to participate. Now, they do have to be fully clothed. Um, oh. I know. Uh, the, part, the thing for me, though, is it's a really weird type of a festival. I'm just wondering that this is 1,200 years ago. Imagine your buddy coming to you and go, you know, we got this great thing coming on this festival. You want to come? And uh, got to be mostly naked. Mm, no. No. No, I'm not doing that. No, I, I'm pretty sure that we can do whatever mm. the hell else it is and have the festival, and I don't have to strip down, and we don't have to show the twigging bears. That doesn't seem right. No. All right. Final choice, sir. Uh, uh, maybe wait until graduation or your EV is Graduation. Hungry. Maybe you should wait until graduation. Uh, Fannin County, Texas, 23-year-old Logan Timothy James recently stole a Cessna 172 plane and then crashed it in an open field. Not necessarily a good pilot. However, at the time, uh, he stole it from Addison Flight School, where he was a student. Um, just saying that maybe uh, Mr. Logan Timothy James, of uh, formerly of North Carolina, uh, maybe you should have waited until graduation if your entire clever plan was to steal the plane. Um, because just being a student, it didn't work out so well. I'm just saying that, you know, just, you know. The timing couldn't have been better. Yeah, and we don't it, get sir. to play the music. We no, don't. we don't. I'm sorry. Yeah, back so to you. We've got to do this. We've got three more days to try to nail this thing down before we hit into the weekend. I think we're going to get it done. We'll find our stride again. Hey, listen, when we come back, uh, Sherry Pipe, she's got some more stuff on bills that y- you knew were coming. You just didn't know the details until now. Stick around. George Brockler, 710 S. Is it an S? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 